got a great message for you today. The Lord's been percolating this for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm expecting that you're going to be blessed today. The important thing when you come to church is that you connect with God. And you connect with God through your worship of Him and really through the manifestation of His goodness through His people. And from the moment you came into this place, you know you felt both. In our worship time, we had a wonderful time. Now God's going to speak to us through His Word. I said He's going to speak to you through His Word. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for the anointed word that comes forth from this pulpit on a regular basis. I thank you, Lord, for our pastors. I thank you, God, for our pastoral staff. I thank you for our staff, our office staff. Thank you for our leaders. And I thank you for our faithful members and partners in this ministry, God. I thank you that you're bringing a supply, Father God, for this, for this day and for this age, for this chapter in the Bay Area and, ar- and around the world, as we affect the goodness of God in more than just this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for utterance. Can you pray for Pastor Tom? Stretch forth your hand. Ask God for utterance for what you need. Go ahead, ask Him, God, for what they need, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Pastor has been recently ministering a, a series in, uh, the, of the word forward, and he took two weeks to talk about dominion. Remember those couple of messages? What a wonderful message last week, but the one before that was daily dominion. Do you remember that? And then more dominion. And guess what? God has touched my heart about ministering along the line of dominion as well. Let's start this morning with Psalms chapter 8, verse 4 through 6. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Fasten your seatbelts. Keep your anticipation up. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of earth-born man that you care for him? Yet you have made him but a little lower than God or heavenly beings, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have what? Dominion. Dominion. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 1 and verses 26 through 28 as we lay a foundation for our talk today. And God said, and I'm in the New King James Version, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have what? Thank you. I I appreciate Brother Jimmy. He's out shouting the rest of you. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful. Now, you receive this as a word from the Lord for you. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, I'm going to take that word, let them have dominion, and share just different thoughts about that. In the, in the Amplified Classic, it says this, let them have complete authority. 
In the NIV, it says, so, so that they may rule over. The NLT says, so that they will reign over. The Good News translation says, so they will have power over. The voice says, let us grant them authority over all the earth. And I'm going to go ahead and read Genesis uh, chapter 1, 26 through 28 in the Message Bible, because I believe it's going to help really bring it home for us. In verse 26, chapter 1 of Genesis in the Message, it says this, God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature, watch this, so that they can be responsible. Somebody got that. There's about three or four people that got that. We live currently in a society that does not take responsibility. We like the joy ride, but we don't like responsibility. Come on, somebody. Oh, anybody can have a thrill on Blueberry Hill. But who's going to be the person that says, I will father this child? There are a lot of, I don't mean to get on men, but there's a lot of absentee fathers. They like the thrill, but they don't like the responsibility. Man, I bet we're having a men's meeting in a little while. I, gotta, I can't be too hard on you. I'm not even preaching. I'm just the forerunner, you know. <laughs> somebody say it's good. it's good. Notice what it says. Let us make human beings in our image and let them reflect our nature so that they can be responsible. Now I'm going to skip down, you know, over things and the earth itself and so forth. And then it says, and he created them male and female and God blessed them. And he said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Dear Lord, we need somebody to take charge. We have a bunch of excuse makers that have put us in difficult situations. And nobody is taking responsibility. I didn't do it. He did it. He didn't do it. It was the other person. It wasn't me. It was the other guy. It was the other lady. No, people are not taking responsibility. But today, you're going to find how you are anointed. I said you are anointed. I'm going to come over here. Jimmy's over here. You're anointed to take responsibility. Hallelujah. And it says, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. I almost feel like somebody do something. When you see all the graffiti on the, on the buildings in Oakland, you go like, you got to be kidding me. Somebody do all the trash everywhere. You got to be kidding me. Somebody feel like everywhere I go in our lovely or what used to be lovely Bay Area. It's like somebody please do something. He said, take charge. And then he says, be responsible. And I'll skip around a little bit. For every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. Praise the Lord. I think that's good there. So let's take, let's take a little bit of a foundational journey, maybe about two, three minutes, so that you could 
develop confidence because the enemy has stripped you of your confidence to be able to take responsibility. He's got some of us shy about taking responsibility. We're just a little shy about, I don't know if I could do that. I tried that and I'm not sure if it works. Nobody wants me to take responsibility. It's hard to take responsibility. I'm going to start with this, Genesis 2, verse 7, that it says that the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. And then here's life in the garden, verse 8. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. This is where we're headed. And there he put the man whom he had formed... And I want you to look at verse 15 in the Amplified Classic there. And it says, And the Lord God took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to do a couple of things. To tend it and guard and keep it. To tend it and to guard and keep it. We are anointed to be gardeners. You're called to be a gardener. I mean, if you do tomatoes and zucchini, and that's great. I do that too. But today we're talking about spiritual things, but sometimes it helps to look at natural things. God has made you a gardener. If you're a dad and you're a mom, you're a gardener. Those kids are your garden. Your home is a garden. Your mind is a garden. Your finances, you have a whole field where you're sowing there. There's a lot, there's so many areas in our life you can apply this paradigm of the fact that it is a garden. And there is a devil that's trying to mess with your garden. And today it stops. Today you stop him. And today you take responsibility over your gardens. Because not only has God made you a gardener, but he's also made you a guardian. To guard, to to keep it. You're a guardian. So today's title of the message is Guardians of the Gardens. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's church. You're guardians of the garden. Hallelujah. So here's, here's a little background. In Genesis 8.22, you will be stripped of your confidence as a guardian and as a gardener if you don't understand that the devil cannot change the law that God has instituted. Genesis 8.22 in the NIV says this, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Galatians 6 verse 7 in the New King James says this, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he will also reap. 
Somebody said amen. amen. Now I'm going to read from the Phillips translation. Pay attention because we don't have that up with the, our, my friends in high places. Don't be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. If he sows for his own lower nature, his harvest will be the decay and death of his own nature. But, this, this is, you say, this is me. This is me. But if he sows for the Spirit, he will reap the harvest of everlasting life by that Spirit. Hallelujah. And then it says this, And let us not grow weary or grow tired of doing good. For unless we throw in our hand... Have you ever played 21 Blackjack or any other card game? I'm not saying you gambled. I just said you played. Come on. You know, poker on Saturday night, church on Sunday. Never mind. Chris, I love you. You started that. How many of you remember Chris Hudson? <laughs> He's the poker on Saturday night, church on Sunday guy. We played poker at his house. It's all right. No gambling. Chips only. But it says here... Uh, let us not grow tired of doing good, for unless we throw in our hand, the ultimate harvest is assured. Let us then do good to all men as opportunity offers, especially to those who belong to the Christian household. And I like what it says in the old Amplified. I will read that one. Let us not grow weary, become discouraged in doing good, gardeners. For at the proper time... We will reap if we do not give in. The New King James Version says, In due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And I like what the NET says. It says, So we must not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not give up. Hallelujah. So we're getting somewhere. Everybody okay? This was the foundation. You still have your seatbelt on, right? I know you may not be feeling the inertia, but it's coming. Hallelujah. Keep your spiritual antennas up. God wants to talk to you. Will you let God talk to you? God, talk to us today. I just pray for this congregation, my friends, my brothers and sisters, God. I pray that you, would, you are doing a mighty work in them. Help them to see it through all the way in Jesus, all the way to fruition in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Here's a, a little story about gardening in Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 29. He said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and he should sleep by day and rise by night and, uh, sorry, sleep by day, rise night and rise by day. Love this. The seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Hallelujah. Now, I, I've kind of confused myself because I'm such a King James kind of a guy and I tried to put things in the new King James and something else. It's a little confusing, but you hang in there with me. Hallelujah. So we understand that God took the man and he put him in a garden. And he put him in there to do what? to garden it, to tend it, and to guard it, to keep it. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. To, check this out. 
He, the NET says that he put him in there to care for it and maintain it, to watch over it in the NLT. The message, to work the ground and keep it in order. Amplified classic, to tend, guard, and keep it. To tend means this, to pay attention. Pay attention to your kids, fathers, mothers. Pay attention to the condition of your marriage, of your spouse. Pay attention to the condition of your neighborhood. Pay attention. You have authority. Hallelujah. He put them there to, to manage it, to oversee the operation of it, to keep watch over, to defend it, to take care of it, to continue to ma- maintain it in good condition, to retain it also in possession. Now, here's, here's the thing. We all know what happened to Adam, and we're not going to shoot Adam down because you probably would have done the same thing. So, come on. Cut him a break. You know that he wasn't paying attention. What in the world is a snake coming up to, uh, you know, Miss Eve and misquoting scripture and says, Hath God really said? You know, he knows that if you, uh, you know, uh, if you eat that fruit and so on. We know the story, right? How did that snake ever even get close to her? How are you letting things get so close to your kids? How are you letting things get so close to your wife? Let's bring it home. How are you letting things get so close to your mind? I'm telling you, you got to guard your mind. Men and women. You have to be a custodian. You have to be brutal. You better put a guard over your mouth. You better put a guard over your eyes. Because that serpent is trying to slip something in there. There are some ideas that are straight from the pit of hell. I almost feel like a fire and brimstone preacher, Pastor Nancy. Pit of hell. (laughs) Oh, we're still going to have fun in church, right? So here we go. To take responsibility of your garden... And you have several gardens that you're tending to. Let's, let's see what happens here in Jeremiah. And we want to we borrow from Jeremiah's call as a prophet. There was a minister once that said, and it stuck with me, you are the prophet of, you are the prophet of your own life. In other words, there's things that you do and say that are steering your life in a certain direction. <laughs> and if you continue to do that, for good, in the, in the correct way, hooray for you. Things are going to go this way. But if you continually do this, sowing these kind of seeds into your life, you know, guess what's going to show up? You're like, oh my goodness, how did that happen? No, you know exactly how that happened. You've been letting that slip into that garden. All right, here we go. Jeremiah. Uh, couple of verses, chapter 1, verse 10 through 12 in the Amplified Bible. It says this, See, I have, set, I have this day appointed you to the oversight of the nations. In our case, you could say, I'm placing you in oversight of your garden. Okay, gardeners, everybody got that? Oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms. Watch this, to root out and to pull down. Root out, that sounds like weeding to me. <laughs> to root it out, to pull it down. 
to destroy and overthrow, to build and to what? To plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch or a shoot of an almond tree and the emblem of alertness and activity and blossoming in late winter. And he said, then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active watching over my word to perform it. The word of God is probably, I'm going to say it, it's the most potent seed that you could find. So potent, so amazing. I mean, if we could only just quantify it. The Word of God has so much virtue in it that it's almost, if I can say it's, it's, it's like uh, the opposite of a contagion. If you, if you put it in you and you hang on, just hang on to it for a while. Just hang on to it and let it, let it take root in you. It does amazing things. It turns situations around. It changes your life. It purifies your mind. It heals your marriage. It causes you to prosper. It grants you safety. It gives you wisdom. It protects you. It gives you an inheritance. It's this powerful power. If I were to say, hey, this is radioactive. Oh, stay away from that which is radio. The word of God is so powerful. It's not radioactive. It's active. It's alive, powerful, more sharper than any two-edged sword. It's alive. What's the difference between the Bible and any other book? The difference is it's alive. The word of God is alive. And as a gardener, you need to know that. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The very first thing that I see about gardening and being the, a good gardener is that you have to do something about the weeds. And with a little help from my friends, we're going to put up a little visual for you. Put that visual up for us. Number one, what is that? Weeds. What is it? Weeds. weeds. If you walk around your neighborhood, how many of you take walks around the neighborhood? How many of you see yards that look like that? All too often. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you something. To be a gardener and to keep that from happening, oh, keep it up there, to keep that from happening, that takes a lot of effort. I said it takes a lot of effort. Because, you know, I don't know, I don't know how this happens, but they just happen. They just come up like that. Did you know that? Good, you could put the camera back on me. Did you know that Pastor Tom got a, a warning citation from my city and said, if you don't deal with, with those weeds, we're going to issue you X amount of fine. I mean, they were up to here. And if you know my story, uh, I mean, second wind, they feel sorry for me. If they were getting ready to go out there like, we're going to help you, Pastor Tom. I mean, when you have a lot of land, that's a lot of responsibility. I mean, somebody tell me, I got 10 acres, says, I feel sorry for you. Because I know what that means now. Some of you have no idea what it means to have 20 acres. You have no idea. Oh, I wish I had a ranch with... Well, you know what? If you just had half an acre or one acre, I wonder if how you would do there. Yeah. How you do that. <laughs> yeah. 
To me, that just means a whole lot of responsibility. So let's move on. You've got to take care of what, whatever that was. Let's bring up the second one on that. What's that? <laughs> Woo-wee. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's another vantage point. <laughs> It's a mess is what it is. And that's what a lot of our houses look like. When you walk down, there's a lot of places that are, say, out of control. We have one more for you. Is that the other one? One more, one more, one more. This is out of control. You got one more? Is that the last one? Is that the third one? That's fine. So you got to do something about that. You can't just start sowing seeds and becoming a gardener and put it on top of that. You're going to have to pull something out. You're going to have to put some effort into pulling some thoughts out, some behaviors out, some attitudes have got to go. They got to go. You're not going to get anywhere as a gardener until you pull things up. And and I, I have to say this again, what, what it said about, about uh, Jeremiah it says to root out, to pull down, to overthrow, destroy, to build and to plant. You cannot plant until you pull that stuff up. I'm going to be bold. You will never move past your offense. Some of you are offended at somebody. Maybe it's grandma. I have no idea. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's Pastor Tom. Ah, could that be? Are you listening to this, honey? Okay. She's not offended at me. You will not get moved past your offense. God cannot move past your offense. But isn't he God? Isn't he like sovereign? Like can he do it? You know what? He's giving you responsibility. He says, I made you responsible. And if he provides rain, and he does, on the wicked and the just, you're going to water that. And that'll just keep growing till the city comes out and gives you a ticket. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you got to pull out and start dealing with the clutter in your house. You have a little teeny path that you can barely get through. <laughs> Honey, I'm coming for dinner. I'll be there in a, about an hour. I'll be there soon, hon. I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying. You got to go through that stuff of yours and start throwing some stuff out. That is a breeding ground for confusion. Do you know why it feels so good? How many of you was the last time you looked at pictures of a home for show. Man, it looks so clean. It looks so good, so nice. You know, freshly painted. Just just one piece of furniture and a whole lot of space. Like, wow, a little lamp, a little tree, one of those, you know, plants that like, wow, I, I like, kind of like this house. Then you move in and... <laughs> be there honey you gotta deal with the clutter I said you gotta deal with the clutter 
I know we're laughing real good because we've all experienced it. Men, 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 get in that garage and do something. Pray, f- ladies, pray for a miracle. <laughs> pray for a miracle. And I'm, you could, you could quote me on this. You're allowed one junk drawer about this big and about that where you can it's your anything drawer you just throw everything like every all the odds and ends but everything else it's got to have a purpose hallelujah you got to watch the paper you know the problem with the mail I used to be a mailman nothing against the US postal service because I was one of them Work my fingers to the bone. Deliver those letters to your home. That was me. In the city of San Francisco. The thing about it is that it keeps coming. Every, every day except Sunday. You keep getting more paper. And you know what the problem with some of us is? We haven't thrown away something that came to us in 1923. It's still there. Or 1995 or 83 or 84. We still have the same sales flyer from stores like Woolworths. That's out of business. And... Well, I'm just keeping that just in case, you know. <laughs> just, you know, I really, I really like that, you know, Woolworth catalog. Like, dude, they've been out of business for 40 years, man. Like, what up? How many you know what I'm talking about? So you got to clear the clutter. You got to stop pounding, having all the laundry pile up to here. That's confusion. You gotta master your garden. You gotta take control of it. Pull the weeds out. We're having too much fun. You see, you made me take too much time on it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if I have, you know, weeds or no weeds or clutter or no clutter? It makes a lot of difference because it's a spiritual exercise. That's right. You should encourage your kids to make their bed. That's right. They make their bed. You should encourage your kids to put their toys away. Now, why, why is that, Pastor Tom? Because you're instilling in them the discipline of being gardeners of their own garden. If you're coming into their bedroom and, ow, ooh, 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 you know, in the middle of the night and you're stepping on Legos or whatever it is, you know, hurting your, who put the jacks on the floor and you're stepping out in the middle of the night. And, and then they're, they're waiting for you to clean up their room. You're not doing them a favor. Oh, it's okay, honey. It's okay. Yeah, you pet that. You keep petting that. And they'll have a very difficult time taking responsibility. I got to move faster than that. Okay, so let's see. Let's, then there's, there's something else that we have to do. Let's go to picture number four. It's okay to clear the, the weeds. Uh, picture number four. Yeah, put it up there. It's okay to clear the weeds. But you can't just clear the weeds and leave dirt because this will happen. You are not, yeah, well, good for you. You got your weed eater out and you, you know, wore yourself out and you weeded all the weeds and it went all the way to dirt. It's not good enough to just be able to see dirt. Why is that? Because there's something more that you got to do. You got to plant something. And here's what I found out. It's not a question is if something is going to grow on your gardens, your thought garden, your relational garden, your work garden, your financial garden. It's not if something's going to grow. Let's see the other one. 
the other one where it's nothing's planted. It's just like something is going to grow. The question is what? Here's what happened. I, I tell you, 20 years, I brought it all the way down to dirt. Sometimes I had friends helping me do it and sometimes I had to do it myself. <laughs> all day long, working that stupid weed whacker thing. But I didn't sow anything. So what happens when you just leave dirt? Somebody help me. Something. There we go again. The W word. I hate weeds. How many of you like weeds? I don't know. You haven't really taken dominion until you sow something. I think enough point taken. Hallelujah. So what happens if you're going to take dominion of your garden? You have to discern and decide the plants that you're going to put in there. Amen? You have to prepare the soil. Now, Pastor Brenda, you know, she grew up on a farm and she knows about all this stuff. I'm not. I'm a city kid. I grew up on the streets of San Francisco. I thought everything was cement and, you know, the green Mack trucks and smelling the diesel fumes was music to my nose. That's kind of stupid. But yeah, I I didn't know anything. That's why when I came and I says, I need to do, I need to, I need some help with my garden and everything. He says, I don't know. I just want it to look, I want it to look like a gas station. <laughs> you know, gas stations, the, the little things on the gas station, you know what I'm talking about. Man, they have some of the nicest landscaping. I didn't even know it was called landscaping. And you know, all these little plants and things like, I didn't know drought resistant, beautiful little plants. I had no idea. But you have to, the, one of the first things that, that came to my mind is had to work with the soil. Let's have picture exhibit seven exhibit seven what does that look like to you yuck rocks boulder things just uneven Uh, are you following me you got to do something with the soil jeremiah says this and for the sake of time i'll just say he says tear up the fallow ground hard ground Uh, do, do the next picture on soil so that they could see. I had to deal with the dirt. Put up the other one. Come on, people. You know that. Say, somebody tell Pastor Tom, that's not pretty. Well, that was kind of pretty. That was kind of pretty. Go to the previous one. That, that other one with the close-up of the rock. Is that pretty? <laughs> Does that look like I, somebody took dominion? So here's the thing. We are to be witnesses. Our life is supposed to be a witness. And as I think uh, one of the church fathers said, by all means, it says witness or evangelize people. And if necessary, use words. (laughs) So that wasn't a very good witness right there. (laughs) So there's something you need to do with the soil. You've got to turn the soil. How many gardeners we have in the house? One, two, three, four. Hey, we have a few. We have a few. This is not an auction. Going once, going twice. Where's Raul? Raul, come on. He's got avocado trees. Yes, he does. Don't forget me when the crop comes in. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've got to work the soil. Now, you've got to bring in topsoil. Bring in that other picture. I believe it was number nine where the soil looks... Nice. Now that that has had topsoil put in. You could tell, right? It doesn't have look like those yucky rocks. Is that right? Are we done yet? Okay. Now watch this. The soil is like the condition of your heart. 
You've taken out the stones of bitterness. You've taken out the stones of different kind of attitudes. What's a bad attitude? It's a bad attitude, but I'm saving time. Uh, jealousy. How about strife? How about pride? I mean, let the Holy Ghost help you in this portion because He will help you till the soil. He'll, the Word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It, yeah, it's alive and it's active and it's powerful. And it will discern your proud, little proud attitudes, your little offended attitudes. Hallelujah. But then, you know, you get, he will cultivate it. It's been turned. You've added good topsoil. But we're not done yet. And if that's all you did, what are you going to have again? Weeds. That wasn't loud enough. Weeds. Weeds. That's exactly what will happen. So you have to go to the next thought. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You have to sow something. Amen. So, here's a thought, friends. In order for you to take dominion of your garden, you need to prayerfully choose what plants you're going to have in there. Husbands and wives, you're going to need to choose what plants, what you're going to plant and sow into one another. Date night. Sound familiar to anybody? Courtesy, I'll cook tonight, hon. I'll do the dishes. I'm getting on the men again. Let me get on the ladies. Oh, honey, just take your shoes off. I'll take care of everything. <laughs> Ding! Take care of everything. You know, I just, I just so appreciate. I'm so particular, and and the the one that married me for forty now going on we're on forty five years maybe 46 years she knows how picky I am I do my own laundry but sometimes I fall behind and it stays in the dryer and so the laundry fairy comes by it's just amazing oh my laundry got put away oh thank you honey I really appreciate that those are seeds of love <laughs> thank you honey the laundry fairy I, how many of you have a laundry fairy at your house a few of you have laundry fairies does you, she, Pastor Nancy says, I am the laundry fairy. <laughs> How many of you having fun in church yet? Come on. We're talking about laundry fairies and different things. Okay. <clears throat> but here's the thing. The Lord will quicken to you, not just any scripture, but the word in season for you. That's why I love the Holy Spirit. Oh, please, 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 please pay attention to the Holy Spirit. And don't be like the mule and be stubborn. And don't feel like you have to have an angel visitation and thunder and lights and thunderbolts. Because the Lord will very often just show up with that still small voice like Elijah. Just a little impression in your heart. I want you to read I want you to read James today. I want you to read Psalms 126. Oh, okay. 
I want you to read Galatians 5 today. Anything else? Anything else? Any other instruction, Lord? Yeah, look at Jeremiah 35. I want you to read that too. Okay. And you just kind of hear him. You have this little conversation. Because Jesus is alive. And his word is alive. So it's not just any word, but knowing which one. And then God will help you with other things too. Books. He'll, he'll help you with certain books. I think, I'm here grateful for Cloud and Townsend. They have put together so many wonderful books. And they, How People Grow, Changes That Heal, Nine Things You Simply Must Do. Some wonderful books on helping us to manage our relationships. Helping us to bond with one another. Helping, showing us how to love ourselves and love the people around us. I mean, we're a people, I'm sorry to say, that we, we don't know how to love and we don't know how to be loved, many of us. But he helps us. You know, if you need help with some of that, see Pastor Nancy. <laughs> she, she has, or Pastor Kimberly, they have all these books at the tip of their fingers, like, try this one, How People Grow. It's a lovely book. God anointed him and his partner, the, the, uh, the co-author, uh, not only Henry Cloud, but Cloud and Townsend, to write books that help us, you know, boundaries. Thank God for boundaries. And Wow, some of, a lot of us grew up without boundaries. We didn't know, you know. Hallelujah. All right, anyway, so that's a thought of the seeds that you could plant. So then what happens is you've cleared the ground, and here's the thing. Let's go to picture number 10. Picture number 10. You see what's, being, what's happening here is there's fresh soil that has been placed. Is that right? But we have selected certain plants. Are you listening to me? I mean, the Peter talks about it this way, add to your faith this, that, and the other. The faith additives. You know, love, joy, peace, patience. Add this, add that. So that, let me start by saying, that doesn't look like very much. Listen to me. That doesn't look like very much. But that's how it starts. Pastor Tom, I am in debt. I am in so much debt. I owe $37,000 in credit card bills and it's killing me. And I'll say to that, yeah. So, you might, that, as far as you're concerned, you're in the weeds. But if you clear, if you clear it, you go to God in prayer and you let Him work the soil of your heart. And you attend Financial Peace University, which our church sponsors and, you know. You will learn how to manage God's money. And it doesn't look like a lot, a few plants here and there. It doesn't look like a lot just because you got your little money envelope because... That's what, you know, they said on Financial Peace University. Dave Ramsey said, take this little envelope. It doesn't look like much. But you just start doing something. And don't you despise the day of small beginning. And another thing that happens, let me have another picture. I think they need another picture, number 11. Okay, so these, you see more of these little plants. Look, look at the ratio of plants to dirt. Are you seeing this? You've got to catch this. 
You cannot and must not despise the day of small beginnings. You can't afford that. Because it works both in the positive and the negative. Oh, that's okay. I'll just harbor this bitterness. Oh, yeah? At this stage, it doesn't look like much. But then you let bitterness grow and all of a sudden you get weeds. You let it go and you get weeds. Oh, you're not helping me. I wish I had a friend. But look at, let's look at the next picture. There's, I think, 12. That'll be the last one of the planting. So that doesn't look like a whole lot. Amen? But as, you, as you're bold to, to sow into your life, that's good. As you're bold to sow into your life, the things that belong into your relationship, into your thought life, and you do it on a regular basis, regular basis, you expose yourself to the most potent seed of all, which is the Word of God. And then you sow kindness into other people. You sow wherever you see it. You sow love. You give. You learn. You learn sometimes how to receive love by giving love. Amen. All right. I see. I got to move. Praise the Lord. How many are you still with us? Yes. Hallelujah. So it doesn't look like a lot, but as you as you sow these little seedlings. Oh yeah, we're going to do this thing with the S's. Sow. And then there was the weeds, there, there was the soil, and then there was the sow, right? Amen. And then we we're talking about the seed. Soil, sow, seed. Praise the Lord. And let's see if I could read this in Isaiah 55, verse 11. It says this, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It shall not return to me void. Why do we have so much faith in weeds and not as much confidence in the Word of God or in acts that are done by an anointed gardener? It's your efforts are not wasted. It says, It shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. I sent it. And He created you in His image. When He says, I want you to sow love in your family. And you say, okay, I'll start by, in, my, in the spirit realm, I'm going to cut all the weeds out. I'm going to drive them all out to bare dirt. Now I'm going to work on the soil of my heart to make sure my heart is right. Now I'm going to start sowing seed. I'm going to start sowing seeds of love and seeds of kindness, seeds of generosity, seeds of sacrifice. Hallelujah. And we may not, you may not see much happening. You didn't even see a little blip. It didn't change everything. People are still mad at each other. There's still a, barely a blip. But what did we read in the book of Galatians? It says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't throw it up. Throw it in. Throw in your cards. Keep doing. Keep sowing. You are the gardener of your garden. It takes time. If you're, if you're into gardening at all, you realize that it takes time. You don't just throw a seed in the ground and, ooh, instant. Now, some of you are cheating. You get a real mature plant. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Stick it in the ground. Oh, look! Fruit the next week. <laughs> well, I don't have that 
luxury sometimes. I, I, I actually grew my cilantro from a seed. And I'm like, man, is anything ever going to happen? <laughs> so eventually the cilantro happened. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying it on my nachos. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can't give up. You have to understand that somebody say, this works. God ordained it. Now, there's something else you need to do besides just, you know, taking the weeds away, working the soil, sowing the seed, sowing, and then the right seed. You have to water it, or I like to call it, you have to soak it. See the yeses? (laughs) Thought somebody would get that. Let me try it real slow. Soil. Sow, seed, soak. All right. You have to, you got to water it. What's the difference between like, even if it grew to maturity, then it all turns brown and dies because you didn't water it. Now, it's no wonder my yard looked the way that it did because this is what I had to water it. Exhibit. (laughs) What is that? Does anybody know what that is? Come on. What is that? Thank you. Mardell, was that you? I heard Mardell from way back there. Ten points for Mardell. That's the well. That that well hadn't worked in 25 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody say that's somebody say that's a joke, son. I say that's a joke. And it gets worse. Bring up the next one, which, you know, it goes real deep, 25. Yeah, you see, that's the thing that goes under the ground. Now, get the real close-up. One more, one more, the close-up. Look at that. Do you know how clogged that was? That's the thing that goes way down where the, you know, the water table is. It was completely clogged. And so we had to find a way to water our yards so that they could stay green. And we're going to talk about watering right now. That's what we're talking about. How many are you still with me? Yeah. Who's responsible to water your garden? I wasn't strong enough. I said, who? If, if God gave you the responsibility for your garden, who's responsible to water it or to see to it that it gets watered? You are. How do you water well, I have a couple of thoughts on the matter, and you might disagree, but let's not have you say, I disagree out loud, because we're talking about soaking. When I think about soaking, I think about seeking God in worship. Hosea 3.6 says this, Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. You know, in Hebrew, it literally means to pursue. If we we follow and on to know the Lord, if we pursue and chase him down. In other words, then shall we know if we pursue and chase down the Lord. If we seek after God's presence. This isn't a doctrine. This isn't a rule, and it's not a law. It's a love relationship. 
God loves you. God loves your garden. He cares about your garden. When you bring those broken relationships before the Lord in a time of worship and you offer Him your heart on it and you've spoken words of love and kindness over people that hate you but you love them and you wish they were different, you wish things were different, you just stay in a place of worship. God, I worship you. And you say His words Yeah, you mutter them. You meditate on them. You may even sing a song. You may lift your hands or you may just wait in silence. Waiting on the Lord. Learn how to wait upon the Lord. I know it's a little quiet, but that's okay. We need to think about this. Sometimes we do a little too much shouting in church. Sometimes we do a little too much shouting everywhere. too cluttered, too much noise, too much radio, TV, you know, uh, video games. Too much, too much. Turn off the ding-dings. Turn off the phone. Get in His presence and soak. Then He will visit you. I'm telling you, it'll make a difference. It says, if we seek after God's presence with our whole heart, He will come down to us like rain. Hallelujah. Psalms 65 verse 9 says this, You visit the earth and saturate it with what? Water. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide them with grain and, uh, when you have also prepared the earth. Hallelujah. So you, you go to a Holy Spirit-filled, Word-filled church. You know what the next scripture is, Ephesians 5, verse 17 through 20. Don't be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but understanding firmly, grasping what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. And speak out to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. By the way, didn't we have an awesome time in worship today? You guys just singing to God. Sing to God and pouring out your heart to Him. He visited you. Something changes when you worship Him. And it says, speak out to one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, offering praise with voices and instruments, making melody with all your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. Giving thanks at all times. Hallelujah. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Hallelujah. So one of the ways that you water is in His presence. Don't neglect that. Do not neglect that or you're going to be a dry Christian and your leaf will wither. There's just... I I don't know if I can emphasize this enough. If all you do is read your chapters... If all you do is make your confessions. And then you walk out the door and you didn't take time to bow your knee and worship Him and let Him water that. You're missing out on a rich deposit there. Hallelujah. Here's another way that you can water the soil. And that's sitting under anointed teaching. 
It says in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, you don't have to turn there, but it says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. See, Paul planted, but Apollo did watering. What does that mean he did watering? That means he, he conversed or he taught the word of God, reinforcing what Paul had first initiated. Are you listening to me? So, listening to the Word of God, the Word of God itself also waters your garden. I said it waters. Anointed teaching waters your garden. It reinforces what you've done. And then I love Psalms chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. It says, it says of, the, of a godly man, of a righteous man, his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law and precepts and instructions and teachings. He habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and night. Now watch the description. He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Can somebody say amen? amen. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Praise God. I like that. But I, there's one more thing I wanted to say before we get to the finale and that is generosity is another part of watering. Did you know that it says in Proverbs 11.25 a generous soul shall be made rich and I'm going to read it in the, in the N-E-T uh, eventually it says, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Now notice what the NET says, watering others, a generous person will be enriched and he who provides water for others will himself be satisfied. So if all you do is take care of us four and no more, just us four and no more, that's all that you do. You're cutting off part of your water supply. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we're going to the last part. The last. So what do we have yet? The soil, the sowing, the seed, the soaking. Now we're going to talk about security. You are the guardian of your gardens. Hallelujah. We all know how Adam let the snake get in there and you know, he deceived his wife and, well, then he didn't take responsibility. What, Adam? Adam, what have you done? Uh, the woman that you gave me, she... she uh... I'm thinking, really? Now, don't be too hard on Adam because you know you and I would probably do the same thing. No, the woman did it that you gave me. <laughs> She's a one. You're actually, what he was saying is, you're the one. It's your idea to give me Eve. <laughs> Let me be clear on something. You wake up in the morning. I like what Brother Keith Moore says. I've heard him say it a couple of times. When you get up in the morning and throughout your day, a spirit-filled Christian should be taking dominion and taking authority on a regular basis. There are things that are the wind is blowing in and coming against your life and against the people you love that are not right. And you should be rising up in the boat of your life and saying, oh, mm -mm, no, no, stop. And guarding those things from coming in. Little strife. No, we're not doing that. I don't play that game. Out. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. 
submit. I love pastor's last, last couple of teachings. I, this, this taking dominion thing really blesses me. But, you know, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Then resist the devil. And then he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there's things that we have to guard, you know, in our yard. Now, I'm, I'm, some of you, please don't get mad at me. But we have a lot of feral cats in our neighborhood. Among other things, skunks, uh, raccoons. I've had possums. Um, here's, a, here's a wild animal that was like a surprise visitor. Let's put picture, exhibit, whatever. <laughs> what is that? That is a hawk. And we're like, what? That's a hawk. And I'm thinking like, really? <laughs> so I got weeds and wild animals. <laughs> I didn't even know that would rhyme. I guess that's the Holy Ghost, right? Weeds and wild animals. I'm going to tell you something. And, and vermin. I mean, we've had, once I had beetles that crawled along, the, it looked like the whole earth. I called vector control. It says, you guys got to do something. I trapped some of them, took them to see what in the world are these little bugs. You know, it was really weird. But cats, I mean, they're so furry and so nice, right? How I many you like cats? You're cat lovers. Okay, just a few of them. Okay, good. I can tell the story because the majority of you like can take it or leave it. We, we put in hardscaping and a nice gazebo and everything. And we, we got lawn, for, not lawn furniture, gazebo furniture with the fire pit. How many of you feeling good? Like, oh, that sounds like a real nice place. And this is now, you know, we got to cover it because the dust will get on it. So I bought those covers that you put on it, you know, like, so that, you know, in an instant, like, let's go out. Yeah, let's go out in the gazebo. And you pull off, you pull out the covers and you go like, what? It's soiled. It's got hair everywhere. Like, what? And you look at all of them like, you got to be kidding me. No, no. The cats found, I thought I was safe. The cats found a way to crawl up in there like, hmm, nice inn you got here. Oh, I love it, man. Unbelievable. You know how long it took me to clean off the soil? And, and cat hair sticks on, you know, the, the cushions. And I'm thinking like, you got to be kidding me. And then, and that's not, that's not the only thing. Like, Cats! Oh my goodness! I go to oh, I'm gonna harvest some strawberries today. Like what? What are those piles in my, you know, vegetable raised garden? That's not exactly what I want next to my, you know, onions, <laughs> my, my tomatoes, and it rhymes with oops. <laughs> that 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 ain't right, right there. <laughs> that 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 is not right. <laughs> Ah, oh, no, 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 you don't tell me this. So we had to go out there. Well, we, sorry, honey, I give you all the credit and all the glory. My wife went out there and she's the one picking it up. And, and we got to figure out a way to control this stuff. So you got enemies, right, that come in. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are, you have to guard your garden. You got to guard your garden from evil spirits. Wrong thoughts, the whole thing. Is that is that a good thing, Jane? If, are you crying? Like, is this is, okay? Oh, I didn't know if that was a good thing or not. Like, uh, I was checking. We're almost done, friends. Just hang in there. God loves you. I know you're trying to love me. 
You got to guard your garden. So, so let's go to the to the next parts of this, and I'm skipping a little bit. You know, you you got to watch over your garden. You got to speak over your garden. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established. Before you have a nice, peaceful family. How many of you think that a nice, peaceful family and all those wild kids running around the house and toys everywhere and, you know, piles of laundry. How many of you know that's not going to go away in one day? It's going to take time. So you got to take little seeds in prayer. And that's what discipleship is about. <clears throat> we need a little sip of water. Discipleship. You gotta train up your kids. Okay, can I be honest? You gotta train yourself. Train yourself. Train your flesh. No, we're gonna put this this away. Hallelujah. But now now let me just tell you something. You need to Lord, what are we talking about right now? We're talking about guarding. Okay, we're gonna move from that the security, thank you. Harvest time eventually comes. Do not despise the day of small beginning. Are you ready for the big reveal? I don't hear you. Okay. All right. Picture number 19. Ta-da. Picture 19. Ooh. Raised beds. Look at on the right side especially. (laughs) Like something's going on. What, what, What is this? Let's go to picture 20. Wow, wow, something's coming up. Like, what's going on? First it was dirt, and then it was cats, and, and then you showed them away, and then this happened. But I want you to know something. As you continue sowing, keep, you could keep the pictures up there. If you keep, continue sowing in the gardens of your life, look what happens to picture 21. Look at what happens. Ah, ooh, ooh, ah. Let's look at 22. Look at that. Remember it was a bunch of dirt and everything? Ooh, ah. And let, let's go to 23. Look at that's getting better, right? Things are getting better. So you could tell, we all, we all, something on the inside of us really feels good. Like when you see a person that's into classic cars, you know, they, they found this rust bucket thing from the 30s, and then they brought it home, and they did this and that, and then they did the paint job, and they restored it, and then they're going to go to the auto show, and you know you could, you could comb your hair on that, man. It's so shiny. And you just kind of go like, wow, like everything stops. Like, there goes that yellow car. And you say to yourself, what was that? I mean, I'm used to Volkswagens and, you know, those little teeny-weeny cars and Civics and whatnot, but that it gets your attention. Do you know why it gets your attention? Because you know it's beautiful. Because you know that someone restored it. You know it's beautiful because somebody took dominion of it. I see, as a pastor, I, I, I am thrilled when I see the flock, parishioners, taking dominion of their life, taking dominion of their thought life, taking dominion of their flesh, saying, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this. You know, I, I really love it when I see a happy family 
When you see a happy family together, they're in harmony and they're working together, that didn't just happen. Somebody put the time in and took effort and sowed the time and the seed and the love. Come on. When you show me a young man that is disciplined, that is full of kind and good works, that has made solid decisions in their life, that serves and is a person that's responsible, that didn't happen by accident. They took up the responsibility for their home. Hallelujah. For their own life. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you something. When it comes time to put in the sickle, you'll know and you'll say God is good. But along the, along the way, we still say God is good. Even if the fig tree doesn't blossom, even if there's no cattle in the stall, what did Habakkuk say? Yet I'm still going to rejoice. I'm still going to wait on him. I'm still going to uh, honor him. And I'm going to still keep gardening. Come on, somebody. And I like what it says toward the end of that. Stand by. It says in Habakkuk chapter 3, and I'm going to do the big reveal in just about a moment, but let me read this to you first. Though the fig tree, Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19 in Amplified Classic, listen to this, and we'll be on our way soon. And everybody said, Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit in the vines, though the product of the olive fails and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock is out... Uh, is cut off from the fold and there is no cattle in the stalls. Yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord is your strength, friends. The Lord is your personal bravery. He is your invincible army. He will make your feet like hinds feet and will make you to walk, not stand still, paralyzed in terror but to walk and to make progress, both spiritual and natural, I believe. Make progress upon your high places, even through trouble, suffering, and responsibility. He is watching over His Word to perform it. Don't you stop gardening. And you've come too far. You've come too far in your garden to just let anybody just put whatever comes in. You have to guard your garden. And when you do that, the big reveal. Let's have the big reveal. This begins to happen. Hallelujah. I think for over 20 years we would prophesy over our over our yard. We'd say, in the name of Jesus. How many of you enjoyed that? <laughs> For over 20 years, we said, I don't know how. We went through that stupid cycle of back to dirt, and then weeds, then back to dirt, then weeds, then back to dirt. And like, man, this is getting messed up. And then the Lord showed us how to restore it. Sometimes you're going to need a little help. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Couples, listen to me. Yeah. Learn how to get help. Yeah. Learn when to get help. Yeah. Singles, listen to me, singles. Learn how to get help. Yeah. 
when to get help. And God will see to it that your garden will flourish and you are going to make it. I said you are going to make it. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your people. I pray, God, that they would not grow weary in well-doing. You have heard their prayer, their plea, their petition, and their intercession regarding family members, regarding circumstances. There are people today, Father, that the garden of their finances is an absolute challenge. I'm asking God, show them what they can do, even if it's a day of small beginning. Show them what to do. There are other people that the garden of their health journey, their health garden is a real challenge. Show them what to do to start going in the right direction in the name of Jesus. There are others, Father, that their soul is giving them a challenge. They, they just have a hard time. Their mind is just very, very difficult, God. I thank you that you're showing them what to sow and how to guard their minds and what to do. And Lord, I just thank you as we believe God for our family members. Lord, we want to see people saved. We want our family members saved. You know how to reach them. You know how to reach our neighbors. Lord, help us to reach the world around us in the name of Jesus. And help us not to be a mess <laughs> when we go and, and we represent Christ. But help us to show that we are people, that we are kings and priests ordained to rule and reign in life by one Christ Jesus, giving God all the glory, but showing that we are people under authority and people of authority and people of love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.